listeners, we have a very fun episode for you tonight planned out. The majority of this is going to be Logan and Lauren sharing all of their fun facts and their thoughts about American Idol, because American Idol just ended tonight. We found out this evening who the big winner was, um, and it was a lot of fun. They've been diehard just watching this show and just very committed. And and the reason I will not be speaking much, because <laughs> when they watch, typically I'm like, good night, and I just go to bed. <laughs> but it's fine. You've caught bits and pieces. I've caught bits and pieces, and the bits and pieces that I've caught, I've loved. Like, amazing talent, amazing performances. Um, but, yes, very excited to have our recurring guest, Lauren, back on. Hello, excited we to love be her. here. Um, really quick, she made me the best birthday cake ever, <laughs> and I just have to shout that out. It was so dang good. <laughs> That's all. Well, thank you. That was very kind. It was Shayla's birthday. Wish her a happy birthday if you haven't yet. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah. Also, just be aware, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. We're going to talk about everything. So if you don't want to know what happened on American Idol, then probably stop listening until you want to know that. Here we go. Let's jump into this. There's a lot to talk about. The results. First off, big winner, Chase Becco. Yep. First, the question that I want to ask you guys. <laughs> okay. I know that as you were watching and the commentary that I got from you, it was mixed feelings about him, you know, obviously being in the running to be the, the main guy, the winner, the American Idol, and just kind of the other, some of the other artists who you thought maybe should have been there instead. So why, if you could go back and forth, why do you think he was a good winner? Like, why do you think like America voted him? And why do you think maybe they should have picked a different artist? This is good. Okay. So a little bit of context going back, I guess. Tonight we started with three. It was Chase, Willie, and Grace. Um, Willie ended up coming in second. Grace came in third. And then last week, AC Bishop got out. She came in fourth place. That was the injustice of the decade, I'm pretty sure. The injustice of the decade. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good statement. <laughs> That's a big one. So, before we get into that, why he should have won. Of all of the artists, um, Chase had the best single. The top seven all released new singles. Chase's, I think, was by far the best song. Um, he had the best single. I, it's going to sound like I don't feel this way the more we go on. I genuinely do like his voice. Okay. Has a great voice, a good sound. Um, and really, of the top 10, no one else had a sound like him, um, other than Arthur Gunn, but that's, that's a different thing. So he had something for, for him, and he was just charming. That was great. Um, what was the other thing? Why maybe shouldn't have won? Yeah. Okay. When it comes to who had the best voice, I don't think he did. Like, he has a lot of other things that make him great as an artist and as a songwriter, but there were plenty of other people, I thought, who had stronger voices and more developed performances throughout the season. I agree. For me, it's a lot of the same thing. I think that his single was the best. It was the one that I would listen to. Um, and I think I did enjoy his voice. I really liked the raspy quality. At times, it felt a little shouty. But most of the time, I really liked that kind of sultry, raspy kind of sound. Um, so I did enjoy, I do enjoy his voice. Um, I agree with Logan, though. I do not think that his voice was the most impressive of the series. But I think the thing is that he has 
a very clear audience. You know, a lot of people really like that. And he kind of covers both rock and country. And so I think that he really appeals to a lot of audiences, especially the audiences that are attracted to handsome men. <laughs> he is. And I think that actually was a big factor in his winning. Here's an interesting, interesting thing. As the season went on, he became more country. I felt like I didn't think of him as country until about yeah. like the top seven. Then all of a sudden he was a country artist. I didn't think of him as country either. <laughs> so that was something really interesting. One of my other things with him is I feel like his what he showed us in the show was like one color of singing. Whereas I feel like some of the artists showed us more than that. Logan, can you elaborate on color of singing for our listeners? Okay. What does that mean? And yeah. Lauren, you can chime in as well. So I feel like he, he gave us one sound that was great and impressive, but that's really all we saw. It was all a lot of the similar style throughout his performances, which in my mind, didn't really separate them. It felt like it was just a lot of the same thing, the whole show. That's what I was feeling. That's what I was going to say. It sounded, every song was the same song. Yeah. Just a little different. And so it's like he just, came in every the week. The same song, but a different song. Right. <laughs> it's like he literally came every week and sang the exact same song and somehow won the show with that. <laughs> and so that's where I have a little bit of a problem. Um, Lauren and I both really loved Casey, who came in fourth. And one of the things that made her so good to me is she came on most weeks and showed us so many different sides of her and like rocked it every single time. She's like, how old is she? Um, when she auditioned, she was 15. For the live shows, I think she was 16. Okay, so 15 and 16. And yeah. she's this rocker chick. She's got hair down to her knees, basically. Beautiful and hair. She wears, yeah, so pretty. And she wears like these high-waisted flare-out pants and like, I don't even know. She's just the coolest. And she just sings these rock ballads so well and I think people don't realize how difficult they are and then also the next day she's just singing this beautiful what was that one beautiful ballad that she sang well she sang like two because she did over the rainbow and then she yeah. did when she loved me from Toy Story oh 2 and they were elegant and they were beautiful and she I think I don't remember a single bad note the entire time she was on the show she just really did so well and you saw so many different sides of her voice um, I went back and watched her initial audition today because like she did some of the heavy rock, but then the judges had her sing a second song that was jazz. And she has this nice smooth vibrato that comes in that's just so, I mean, it's handy. Like I could listen to her sing all day. The thing that's so cool about it though is that she's showing all of these different facets of her voice, but she still has the same, it's all Casey. You know, I feel like sometimes people are just trying to fit into what the theme of their song is and you can't quite tell who they are, but she's always Casey but she just has all of these talents and these different facets that she can show us. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. One thing on that, because Grace, who came in third, I feel like she had a little bit of that that happened like in the mm -hmm. midway part of the season. Sure. She like was trying to be, or just branch out more. And because of that, I think she lost some of her artistry. And then probably about the top seven, she started giving it back. I personally loved her in the beginning. And then as soon as she, she started making weird song choices to mm -hmm. me. So then I was like not invested at all. But then when she sang Fix You by Coldplay, I was back in. I was back in hard. She sang that so well. Yeah. It was so raw and beautiful. Lauren and I have a lot of different opinions on a lot of how this season went down and the show. But I think something that we've both established we, we agree on was that Casey and Grace should have been the top two. Whereas they, they were legit. They came in third and fourth. Come on, America. So those are the main like top four who were pretty much the core most of the season and most people assumed that the winner would come from there. Um, Lily was the other one. 
he was the runner-up. He was great. I mean, he's delightful. I liked his suits. Yeah, yeah. he got some dope suits. I I like him as a person more than I like him as a singer, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I I enjoy his voice a lot, um, but I felt like it wasn't until like the last week or two that he really opened up in the way I liked him to. Um, and so because of that, I had a hard time getting on board from the beginning. But he had a, just a nice, powerful gospel type voice which was great but also because we had someone like grace who was doing pretty much the same thing mm-hmm. and Alyssa earlier in the season like there were just a lot of people similar to that and i didn't think he was the strongest of them i think for i think for me willie is someone who if i was at a concert i would love if he made an appearance and saying this ballad that just blew my face off but i wouldn't want to go to a whole concert of him because mm-hmm. i think it would all get very linear i'll be the same big ballads the whole time and i think that that's just a little too much so like as him giving one performance awesome but as an artist i just don't know where i would see him going and like what kind of consistent audience he would have one thing though i do want to say about willie and grace is that they are curvaceous as all get out and i just love so much that that wasn't something that inhibited them it's actually something that empowered them you know because america loves that we love to relate we love to feel empowered and beautiful and I just think that those two did a great job of showing you know what doesn't matter what you look like you know if you are talented you're talented and the rest just doesn't matter so I think that's cool well let's just end the podcast there thanks everyone (laughs) we'll see you next week on vinyl and they didn't make a big deal of that in the production either it wasn't something that they felt the need to come and revisit like they were just there and owning it which was Mm -hmm. great um I think I actually have a similar concern that you mentioned with Willie with Pace like I worried that if I were to go to, to if I were to go see him live, I'd feel like I was watching the same song being sung for an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine this though. Imagine Casey releasing an album or performance. Oh like, like we saw so many sides of her, and I just think that would be so good. Even my dad said. So my dad called Chase like weeks ago, but yeah, my on dad the phone. said, <laughs> Chase, Chase. you need to step it up. This is rest. <laughs> This is Rex. <laughs> my father, Rex, my dad, uh, predicted Chase to be the winner weeks ago. Is that better? Um, but he said just yesterday, he said, if I was going to go see somebody in concert, it would be Casey. She's the only one that I would pay money to see. And I was like, yeah, she's so good. I literally only watched maybe two of her performances, and I was like totally on board the Casey train. Yeah. Like, she's cool. She's so cool. And like, the versatility that she's like serving us as a 15 and 16 year old, like just imagine where she's going to be when she's in her twenties, blowing people's faces off. Like you were saying. <laughs> and her poise and also her range. Let's not let yeah, that go untalked about. She can hit the low notes, like as low as my voice is right now. Mm-hmm. And then she can also just like those high notes just soar. Yeah. And she can, she has a falsetto too. It's just really impressive. I honestly think her weakest performance was tonight a duet with Luke Bryan. A living on a prayer. Every other performance that I've seen of her has just, like, in, I've just been entranced the whole time. Yeah, like, every single time I'm drawn in, I'm just like, she rocked that. I've never been like, eh, that was okay. Like, she owned every single moment. So anyway, this is a Casey Bishop Stan podcast. I know, I'm <laughs> 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 if you find this somehow, we love you. We so. do. Um, we were, we voted for you in all the ways on all the platforms as much as we could. <laughs> and then eventually stopped voting for other people. <laughs> 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 they wouldn't beat her out. Anyway.
Okay. Hilarious. Well, let's go through and talk about some of the other just like big talked about moments of the season. Um, a lot of these won't involve these same people. It'll be earlier things. So one of the first big controversies was Murphy. I was gonna say Mr. Murphy, then it didn't come out. Anyway, <laughs> got a stutter. So okay, Murphy. So he was this mostly blind performer. And he ended up getting out during Hollywood week and the internet was mad. I was mad. Yeah, I was mad too. <laughs> so for those of us, me, who don't watch American Idol, can you explain what Hollywood week is and how he got voted out or how he got out? Was it America's choice or was it the judge's choice at this point? So Hollywood week is basically how they vet out because they let a lot of people in on auditions, a lot of people, that's a very relative term. And then Hollywood Week is how they can just, in big masses, send people home who they just don't think have it this year, who aren't quite ready, you know? And so there's different, there's different days of the week and like different topics and different like genres for the performance. And basically, probably about half the people go home. Or more than that. More than that. Because I think there's three different rounds in Hollywood Week. And I think by the third round, they said they had 50. They had to get it down to 24. So I bet they start with close to 200. Okay, yeah. So, so much. Yeah. They send so many people home. And they just do it based on, like, that performance, you know. And so he gave a performance. And I was pretty partial to him. I really liked his voice. Um, but they just didn't feel like it was quite American, like, for American Idol. Mm -hmm. And boy... And so that's the judge's decision out. then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at that point, until you get to the top 24, the judges decide everything. And so the judges didn't put him in the top 24. They put a couple other questionable people in, I thought. Yeah. What on earth? <laughs> like there were some that it was just like, why are you here? You're not good. Yeah. Um, As you think, because Murphy performed tonight and I did watch that and he rocked it. Like it was awesome. It was my favorite performance yeah. of the whole night. Ooh, he, except Katy Perry and oh guy, my guy, what's God. his name? Hunter. And Hunter. Yeah. Let us not, yeah, that. Let us not yeah. forget yeah. that. Yeah. Dear God. So, that was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so like of the contestants in the finale, Murphy outperformed all of them yeah. tonight. Yeah, he did. And he did so, really well. I'll be curious to see what happens to him because a lot of people stood behind him. Yeah, it was even said in tonight's episode that that was one of American Idol's greatest mistakes. Ever. And yeah, because he was, he was good. And tonight he sang two originals, I think, and they were high quality. So um, here's a question. How would the season have changed if Murphy were in the top 24? Like, where would he have gone, do you think? I think he would have made it. Not the whole way. I don't think he would have won. I don't. But I think he would have gotten pretty far. I think at least top 10. The thing is, yeah, people liked him. And I think if nothing else, that would have gotten him votes. And he was in a similar vocal lane as Chase, I think. And so I would have, I think it would have been interesting to well, see. Before Chase was country all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out. And like, if that had affected either of their outcomes. I really loved what Murphy said tonight, though, when he said, of course, I wanted a yes but I also want to know if it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like he would rather have a truthful no than a false yes. And I think that's great because I think being mostly blind, like he can only see out of his peripherals, I'm pretty sure. And so like, I think that he doesn't want a pity card to be played. I think he wants to be there for talent. And I thought that was really cool how he said that. Yeah. Gosh, he was good. 
But let's just take a second before we move on yes. to talk about Katy Perry. Oh and my yeah. freaking gosh. Wow. That's li- literally, literally. 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 <laughs> I'm still dead. I'm not. It was so good. That was the least literal thing you could have said. <laughs> Literally, I'm still I, thinking about. Yeah, I. I mean, like we all know she has pipes, right? Oh yeah. But I have never seen her sing like that, and I, my jaw was dropped the whole time. And Lauren goes, "She's so hot right now." <laughs> she was. She was so hot. Well, I've, I've never heard her sing anything like that, and I think Katie has loved Hunter the whole show and she's made that pretty clear mm-hmm. and so she came back to do the like top 10 duet with him in the finale and hunter is more of an indie folk type artist and so like she just matched him they were both standing there with guitars and backlighting and let me tell you i mean number one i've loved hunter this whole time i'll talk about that sometime later probably but he sounded so good on that style of music like i was like calling to vote for Katie, like, at that moment, <laughs> yeah. like Katy Perry for the win. Katy Perry, was, the American. It was just beautiful. It was breathtakingly flawless in every way. It really way. was. It really was. The guitar, the musicianship, the yeah. performance. And for being live, like, there was not a flaw in that performance, I don't think. It was mm-hmm. awesome. 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 You better believe tonight, before I go to bed, I'll be on YouTube. Looking at all the memes of Katy Perry from tonight, but oh also that video. Gosh. Okay, okay. <laughs> moment of the entire season this year was when Grace and Alyssa sang a duet. Yeah. And it was it was in Hollywood Week. So this is when they're vetting out a lot of people. And they sang this mind-blowing duet that was just this like broke the internet. It was so good. And Katy Perry just stands up and just rips her wig off of her head. <laughs> <laughs> and just and then just leaves. She's like, show's over. Like that one American Idol, she's like, wig. Yeah. That was literally it. Yeah. Wig. Yeah. It was so funny. Katy was great. She was the delight. Okay, here's another big thing that happened. Um, this was after Hollywood week, but this is something else that I think could have changed the course of the show. Wyatt Pike, who was from here in Utah, mm-hmm. Um, after his top 16 performance, they just announced that he had left the show for personal reasons. We don't know why. No one knows why he's like back here now creating music. But I think he was a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. He was. He was a big fan favorite. I think he was He was interesting. He was cute. He was fun. He was talented. I think he could have done pretty well. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have theories as to why he left the show? no one knows yeah i really don't i've kind of looked into it and i really just i can't even speculate really it could yeah. be anything it could be anything from mental illness to mm-hmm. like this um time issues that happened you know you just there's no yeah. way to know yeah yeah but i would say he would have at least i don't know i put in top seven or top five like wow i think that's pretty high i know i don't know where i put him i'm not doubting you i just that's he's good I think he was good and people liked him. So I think if you had thrown him and Murphy into the mix, it would have changed a lot of how the season had gone down. I think that him and Murphy could be kind of in the same lane though. So I think it would either be one or the other of them. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's that. The um, tea. The tea. <laughs> Speaking of the tea, let's talk about Caleb for a sec. Yeah, Caleb. Okay. That was next on my list. So glad we're here. Caleb. <laughs> Is this, how old is he, 15? 16. 16. This 16-year-old country dude with this 
Rockin' curly mullet. I don't like mullets, but I'm pretty sure it was rockin'. Always wears his hat over his Always eyes, Always wears right? his hat over his eyes, yeah. Why is that, and you think? Because he actually said he's insecure. He has one eye that is kind of, I think it's like a little bit of a lazy eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's pretty insecure about it. I thought it was cool having his hat over his eyes. It's like such a star move. Totally. You know? A celebrity would do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's the only country, well, until Chase was randomly country. He was the only country <laughs> contestant in the whole show. And so he was doing really well because a lot of American Idol gets a lot of country votes. And um, yeah, he would, he got into the top five. five. He got into the top five. And then he's gone. Just gone. <laughs> Everywhere. The show, social media, everywhere, just gone. And so he posts something a couple days later. And I'm not sure exactly what was in his post, but essentially he said, I've been asked to leave the show. It was because of some video he'd made when he was 12. And he said, I, I apologize to my fans. I apologize to the show. I hope that you can forgive me. And I hope that you can you know, continue to support me, basically. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's just gone. They asked him to leave. His single didn't get released. They didn't invite him back for the finale. Like gone from their social media. Yeah, if you look through American Idol's like Instagram, there's not a single picture of him all the way back to the auditions. He's just non-existent, which gets in, us into a whole conversation about cancel culture. Because let me tell you about the video that got released. It was I don't know the details actually, but it was a video of him when he was 12 years old talking about pro KKK topics, which obviously is terrible. I don't even know if it was that much. I think it was literally from what I saw. You just saw a snippet of him next to someone who had like a KKK mask kind of oh, really? on. There may have been more to it than that, but yeah. Anyway, and so he, this video gets leaked and then he just gets straight up canceled, which listen, cancel culture is kind of a controversial topic. And obviously I do not support the KKK. Obviously I do not support racism, but I just feel so sad because that boy was 12 years old. You know, who doesn't do extremely ridiculous and dumb and stupid and inappropriate things when they are 12? And because of that one thing that he did when he was 12, it's just ruined. He's just ruined. You know, he's just completely canceled at 12. Yeah, I, and it was a really weird thing because I, for one, didn't think he deserved to be in the top five, not because of that, just because I thought there were other more talented people. He just had the country vote. Yeah, he had the country vote. And so... There was only one other country artist in the top 24, like at all, and he was not great and got out pretty quick. And so he had the whole country vote that whole time, made the top five, and then he was just gone. So it was kind of a, just an odd situation, but- I think we've handled it differently. I, I think so too, because again, like what happened was not great and- No, not good. Like we don't support racism in any of that, but the fact that they, I don't know, I feel like they could have let him apologize like he did and keep moving on without just eliminating him completely. Yeah, I think they could have asked him to leave the show, but made some kind of statement or something, not just completely erase him from the history of the show. What good is that going to do, you know? I don't know. It was wild. It was wild. They didn't even hardly mention it. No, and then, so instead of being a top five, all of a sudden it was just top four. Mm -hmm. He was gone. Ryan Seacrest literally just said, Caleb will no longer be in the show. And that was it. Yeah. So it was, it was something else. It was. Um, there were a couple other notable things I thought that were like right in the middle area of the season. There was this thing that happened in my mind. It was just like the top 10 and then the top 10 and then the top 10. And it just kept like changing who was in the top 10. Because what happened when they were going to the top 12, 
like they announced 10 and then the judges got to save two more. And then the next week, like they eliminated three. So then they were down to nine, but then they brought one contestant back from last season. So then we were back at 10 again. And so it's like, it just kept shifting who the top 10 was. Um, but one of the notable things there was that they had this judges safe. So they brought back 10 contestants from last year. Is that right? 10 to 12. Um, had them all come perform again and then voted one of them back into this season, which this was the first time that had ever America happened. America voted them back in. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, so because last season COVID-19 happened, those performers didn't get to go onto the big stage. They were all at home. They were sent like cameras and lights and they had to do their final performances at home. And it was just such a bummer, man. They did a great job. They did what they could, but such a bummer. So this was great because it allowed um, 10 of the contestants from last season to come and finally perform on the big stage, have their moment, and then America could vote one of them back into the show. And so America ended up voting um, Arthur Gunn back in, and he was actually the runner-up last season. So then he got voted back in for this season. Which a lot of people had mixed opinions on also. I mean, this was something Lauren and I differed on a little bit because she watched that season and I didn't. Mm -hmm. So and, I was already attached to him and yeah. to people from that season. Whereas I wasn't. I think people who didn't watch that season were like, we have our group of people. Why are we throwing someone else in? And so it made it kind of hard there. I think a lot of people were worried that he would come back and then win and none of these contestants would get to. Um, he unfortunately did not get very far. <laughs> Changing these songs so that you couldn't even recognize them. And this wasn't America's thing, you know? That's the thing that did it for me. He, I, I played one of his performances for Shayla today. He sang Remember Me from Coco, which in my mind is just one of the sweetest, most emotional songs that there is. And like completely changed it. Like different melody, different everything. And so I think people just didn't love that. And so he got out um, in the top seven, I think. Anyway, so there was that. Kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if they'll do it again, but. Well, I don't think that they would because the only reason they did it is because of COVID-19. Yeah. And those, that season, the reason that I wasn't there is because they were seriously robbed of some really cool experiences and it wasn't cool. You know, like that wasn't fair to them. And it yeah. obviously was nobody's fault. It was a pandemic, but not cool. So like, I think this was awesome. And so that's why I, who am attached to those characters and saw how cheated they were of this experience, I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm so here for this. <laughs> cool. But once Arthur started performing, and I really loved him last season, I feel like this season um, he was taking a lot more risks that didn't quite land. So I wasn't mad when he got voted off. I really wasn't. But I loved the fact that somebody got to come back because it just, I mean, me being attached to the people from last season too, it just seemed fair. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And that was cool that they did that. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's cool that they realized, like, these people did like miss out on this opportunity so let's give them a shot and give them something that they weren't able to have last year because of a really crappy situation yeah and the episode with all of them was a lot of fun it was great yeah yeah it was good one other thing that was a nice little easter egg in this season i guess not nice from some sides of it but luke bryan got covid and so um one of the episodes we just show up and there's paula abdul Oh my gosh. And let me tell you, I have been watching this show since I was a wee little child. And Paula Abdul. A wee lass. A wee lass. And Paula Abdul is such a huge part of my childhood. And so seeing her on the show was just like a throwback. And I just couldn't handle my excitement in that moment. It was just a nice little treat. 
like right there in the middle too. It was. Guess what I learned? What? <laughs> Guess what I learned? What? I was watching the Kelly Clarkson show. Love Kelly Clarkson. Right. I know. I love her show so much. Shout out to her from being discovered on American Idol. Shout out to Kelly. We're going to do an episode on Kelly and you better believe it's going to be so dope. Yeah. Yeah. She's so sick. So on her show, she had Randy, Simon, and Paula, who are the three original judges. And I found out, because my whole life, my family and I kind of made fun of Paula, because she seemed a little airheaded. She would say the weirdest things. And we were like, what did she even say? I found out watching the Kelly Clarkson show that Simon would give them words to fit into their sentences while they were giving critiques. And then he would like reward them. He was like, I'll give you this if you say this. And so like he would give them the weirdest phrases to say. So my whole life when I thought she was just so whack, she was really just fitting the words that Simon told her to fit into her comments into it. And I just, that blew my mind. If it was money, you better believe, heck yeah. Oh, it was money. Was yeah. it money? Yeah, he'd be like, I'll give you 15 minutes with my credit card. Dude. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. That would do it too. So anyway, that was a fun <laughs> The one. real hero of today. <laughs> hey, the other real hero though is one of the contestants, um, Graham DeFranco. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, literally, I when I was watching with you guys tonight, literally probably only saw him on the screen for like 15 minutes total and I was already sold on him. I was like, he is so adorable. He is, he's so adorable. cute. So he got out in the top 16. And Which I, I didn't think was fair. I, I was really either. big fan of him. It was really hard because with the top 16, like there were six of them who had to perform for the final two spots in the top 12. Um, and the two they ended up picking did well. But anyway, Graham was great. And then he just like kept appearing. <laughs> like the show would cut to the person who was singing it would cut to the camera and we'd see their family at home like all cheering them on and Graham was there at like hunter's house and then the next week they would show the family cheering and then the Graham was there at chase's house like he traveled the country to visit the other contestants family so and just randomly on the camera all the time that's so dang funny yeah. speaking of hunter isn't he dating Hunter's sister now? Yeah. yeah. Franco is now dating Hunter's sister. And so, like, apparently the producers caught on to this and just thought it was funny. And so, like, tonight in the finale, they had the top ten there. And then Graham. Yeah, he was randomly there. He was, like, participating in the interviews and everything. And they just know that America's so stoked about his existence. We love him. They just like kept showing him in just because people liked him. What an icon. Yeah. What an actual icon. icon. Yeah. That's how you know somebody's just like a good dude or yeah. like a good person. I really you think know? so when he was watching Murphy, when Murphy was performing, Murphy is the person who is almost completely blind and we just really love him. He was performing. When Graham DeFranco was watching Murphy sing, there were tears streaming down his face. I and I awesome. just think he probably has the biggest heart in the entire world. Mm-hmm. I just think that. I'll be curious Good to job. see if him and Hunter do work together after this because they're near each other and good friends and he's dating his sister. So <laughs> just that little bit. Yeah. That'll There's that whole thing. <laughs> um, so those are some of the big memorable moments that I had written down. Um, I want to talk for a second about the negative moments and the people that we just were not here for. Remember that guy in the auditions? who just went and he called himself what the human empanada or something yes he's like this latino guy and he seemed like a lot of fun but then he gets up to his audition and it's just the worst like just him yelling he doesn't even sing 
it might be fun if you're like drunk and at a club you know what I mean <laughs> but like his audition was just terrible and they put him through and I was so mad okay but the thing about that that made me so mad was that immediately before then they'd had this trans kid who'd come on and like they gave this beautiful backstory of this like person's just journey and like how hard it had been and they were like good but like needed a little bit of work and they didn't put them through and then human empanada comes right after is so bad, so bad. and they put him through so like the production there was just not we good. were yeah we were not not super pleased about him getting through i also i was not pleased about the guy who wrote jingles not getting through so it was really cool because this guy comes in and he he writes jingles as a living which how cool right and they told him that they just didn't feel like he was right for american idol and we were like what somebody who actually has experience in music and you know is talented we were mad but tonight it was so fun because it came back in the finale and was performed a song it was like jingle type style song and he was talking about the series and the season that has happened so far and it was fun i do see now that he's not american idol material but i was just so happy that they brought him back because i love him well here's the thing that's what they also said about bean and his audition Gosh, bean. then bean made the top 12. yeah bean I love Bean. I liked, I only saw, I saw the episode where Bean didn't go on. Um, I thought his performance was so freaking good. Yeah, Like, it was he and Casey, I think, that were my two faves of that. Yeah. So, okay, here's my thing. I loved Bean's audition in his Hollywood week. I didn't think his top 24 or 16 performance were great, but then his last couple, I agree. he rocked. Yeah. And so he, like, faltered there, then came back strong, but I think mm -hmm. that did it for him. Because you had, so him and Madison Watkins, who were the two that were like the judges save into the top 12, and then they ended up getting out the next week. Not gonna lie, I forgot about her. I did too, but I thought, <laughs> and this is maybe a good transition into this. I was thinking about some of my my favorite performances of the season, and I kept thinking back to hers, because she had those like save performances, and she they were technically just very well done. And so both of them, I don't know, kind of were just placed in a little bit of an unfortunate situation, but... For me, it was interesting because technically, like, you could hear that it was good. Objectively, she's saying the right notes, the right timing, but it never made me feel anything. I never felt anything. Oh, and I think she wasn't as unique as the others, which is mm -hmm. why she ended up getting out there. Because she wasn't my favorite, but, like, her performances at that point were great. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the best technical performances of the season. So, yeah. there was that. Um, Nothing compared to Katy Perry's Nightman. Good. Woo. Thinking about that one for a while. <laughs> no. Okay, here's some of my other favorite performances, though. We've already mentioned most of these. Casey, just any. Every. Like, any time. Any and all Casey performances. But Mine is still a non prayer. Like, Mine it was good. Living. It was good. Don't no, get me wrong. I, mean, I just don't really. think the song <laughs> choice was like I really my fave. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the song choice. Yeah. Um, but some of my favorites from her, she sang House of the Rising Sun blew it out of the water yes. and then because I think it was three weeks in a row she did House of the Rising Sun then Over the Rainbow and then When She Loved Me from Toy Story and like those three were just flawless in so mm -hmm. many different sides of her voice it's like Shayla said tonight living on a prayer was the only falter in her all of her performances I think and that wasn't her fault it was just song choice and singing with Luke Bryan it was fun yeah but it wasn't impressive you yeah. know and so I think but every other performance has just been Knock it out of the park. Mm, yeah, amazing. 
One might even say iconic. <laughs> One might say. <laughs> we wouldn't overstay that on this podcast. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard this word. So. There you are. Do you have other favorite performances? Grace had a couple that were really good. Specifically, I think it was just last week she sang Fix You by Coldplay. That, yes. Such control. Mm-hmm. And a different version of the song than I'd heard. Only the different side of her, I guess. That's what I was going to say is she has never allowed herself, because she was worried that it sounded bad. And you could kind of hear where she was talking about because she kind of went into the soft falsetto that wasn't as strong. And I don't think she has the most control over that part of her voice yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's where she felt super vulnerable and didn't want to do it. But then the main guy from Coldplay was like, are you kidding me? You have to do Because she wasn't going to do Fix You because it's such a big song. And he was like, I really think that you should do Fix You. And she went up there and it was vulnerable and it was real. And it was my favorite performance of anything she's sung this entire season. And I think that's what sold her for me is because mm-hmm. she finally gave us that other side of her. I was like, okay, yes, you are versatile. You're great. One of my least favorite Grace moments, other than her few song choices where I was like, I don't really know where you're going with this. One of my least favorite Grace moments was Into the Unknown. Because <laughs> let me tell you, she just sang Into the Unknown, Into the Un, Into the Un, and I just could not. Lauren wanted to hear Into the instead of Into the. Yeah, Into the Unknown, not Into the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It drove me crazy. I couldn't even listen to her singing. Nineveh? Nineveh? Like Nineveh. <laughs> Nineveh and then... One of my other favorite Grace moments, which I think this is one of the best moments of the season, was her and Alyssa's duet during Hollywood Week. They sing Grenade by Bruno Mars, and they were the two big, like, belters. And, I mean, they just rocked it out of the park. That's the one that Katie threw it her wig It literally off. knocked the wig off of Katie's yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> she literally just got up, threw off her wig, and walked away. So. And they still have that video as like the cover page of the American Idol YouTube channel. <laughs> That's great. And Alyssa, we haven't really mentioned her yet. She she was a forerunner right out of the gate. And then I think that she kind of became too dramatized and people weren't really here for that. I don't think the judges were really here for it because she had these big ballads, but then I think it became a little too much. Well, I think she had some weird song twist stuff as well. Yeah. So, because mm-hmm. yeah, I like, the auditions that I remember are Alyssa's, Grace's, and Kate's. Those are the only three I remember. And Cassandra's. Cassandra. Yeah, let's, you love Cassandra. I love Cassandra. Cassandra, um, she made the top 10. Is she the redhead? Yeah. Okay, I liked her too. I think she's so good. Her and Hunter were two of my front runners the whole time. I knew they wouldn't win. Um, they both, I mean, they didn't have as much like performance experience, it seemed, and just like, I don't know, just weren't as confident up there, but they had such unique voices that just, I loved it. Like, if you like any kind of indie folk music, these two just have the most beautiful voices. And I could listen to either of them sing all day. If I'd had my way, they would have both made it a lot further than they did. Was Cassandra indie folk? I would say this is very subjective because my favorite genre of all genres is indie folk. And I was not as sold on Hunter and Cassandra as Logan is. I think it's subjective. I think they have unique voices. So you're either going to be into it or you're not. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. And he was. And that was something that we disagreed on for most of the season. Yeah. There you go. Because they, they were like my top two for a long time. Cool. And I was like, yeah, they're good. <laughs> well, like, they weren't. They, it just wasn't. I think I liked Cassandra's voice more than Hunter's voice. Neither of them were bad. I just wasn't. I didn't feel anything. I wasn't really into it, you mm-hmm. know. But 
indie folk is my favorite genre. So like, I think it's just very subjective. Yeah, that's true. I also, they focused on them a lot during Hollywood week, which I think is when I fell in love with them and mm -hmm. like felt emotionally connected to them, which helped. Because one of the things is that they really played up the I'm insecure story mm -hmm. and then they went out and just rocked it, which was really cool. Cause I think it's great for people to see that everybody gets insecure, you know, and you can do anything you want. One of the most memorable moments was when Hunter messed up the end of his song and then just started crying on stage. And shout out to men allowing themselves to be vulnerable. But like, I just thought that was such a real moment. He messed up and he was so sad. And like, I loved what the judges said, yeah. like it happens. He, like he was sobbing. It wasn't just like a little bit, like he broke down. Yeah. And here's the thing, that was his best performance of the whole season, I think. I, from what I remember. And he just crushed it but he messed up like the lyrics just a little bit at the end and anyway that was a really sweet moment as well that was another of my favorite moments of the show i actually think that that got him more votes because he just like weaved his way into america's hearts and they were like oh the poor little guy cried you know what i yeah. mean it's <laughs> a cutie he's way he, cute. he is a cutie yeah so those two hunter and cassandra i'm gonna be watching them for a long time I'm going to be watching Casey. I will also be watching Casey. She, I just think that she has potential up the wazoo. And I just think it is an injustice that she did not win. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I think she really deserved to win. But those are the three as artists that I think I would be most likely to listen to. I think I would listen to Katy Perry and that performance. <laughs> again, 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 again. That was so good. I think, honestly, I would listen to Murphy and Graham DeFranco and Casey. I think those are the people that I would just listen to on a regular day you know yeah that's awesome and katie perry in that performance yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was just stunning. seriously Perfect. the whole time i was yeah. like oh my gosh how is she doing this and live just to be that perfect yeah gosh and perfect is a great job not to like diminish his the quality of his performance but katie but perry. Perry. <laughs> it was just a whole different side of katie perry and i want an entire album of her just singing like that me too because like her song Daisies, like obviously impressive, huge and belty, but like I don't really like to listen to it all that much because I'm just like Daisies. Have you heard her new song Electric? No, it's pretty good. It's it's good. Not, like, but it's week, very similar. A week and a half ago, right? It's new. Oh, it might be a little more than that. Is I think it? it's a little longer than that, but it is new. It's like a new summer. And so I just love this ballad, hearing just her voice. You know, it was just, just the two of them and guitars. It was awesome. So really, this is the. Um, Casey and Katie Stan podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those are the big moments I saw. Anything else you guys want to talk about from this season? Watching, we've been so so that you guys are aware. Logan and I have been watching American Idol and The Voice side by side. And just shout out to Ryan Seacrest for being the best in the business. No offense to Carson Daly, but a little bit of offense. Like he's not that great at his job. But Ryan Seacrest <laughs> is the best in the business. And he just makes the show so fun. Number one, he couldn't get into the phone. So yes. on American Idol, there was an episode where, what did he want to do? It was when Luke Bryan had COVID and he was like Skyping Luke in. He in, but Ryan Seacrest didn't have the code to the iPad. So then Ryan- <laughs> He's like, Megan, Megan, come in here, please. Megan, we don't have a password. This is all on live television, part of the whole mission. So some stage crew girl runs up and puts the password and I'm like, thanks. And it was just such, he just, that moment could have been so awkward or it could have just been so fun yeah and it was fun because ryan seacrest is the best i i think so 
the voice finale is this week also we'll record a podcast all about that as well that will probably come out in a couple weeks and i think in that one we'll dive more into the comparison of these two shows and the experience of watching them side by side just because i don't know about you but i have less to say about the voice as like the season as a whole so yeah in terms of judges for the two shows I feel like, and I don't know because I don't really watch them, but I feel like the judges on The Voice change a lot more than on American Idol. Mm-hmm. Does that, does do. that seem accurate? There's also a difference in the role of the judges yeah. on the shows, which is part of why people, like the purpose of the shows is different. And I think we'll get into that more in the other episode. Cool. I, I have so, a lot to say about for, that. Just for a little bit of background, The Voice, they are mentors mm-hmm. and they are, I think, a lot more involved. In so it's more of like coaching instead process. of just judging. And they're on the same team as their like person. So if their person wins, they also win. Mm-hmm. Whereas American Idol, it's more of a, from a distance, we critique, we support, you know, it, it's kind of, it's just a different thing. Totally. So I think it's maybe a little less demanding to be an American Idol judge than a voice mm-hmm. mentor. The shows just kind of have different structures and purposes. And because of that, there's different outcomes, I think, for the contestants. So, yeah. As singers, if you had the opportunity to be on American Idol or The Voice, what would you pick? American Idol. Really? Yeah. I think I might pick The Voice. And not because I like it better as a show, because I don't. I, my whole life, I've been invested in American Idol. Since before I can remember, I have been invested in American Idol. But I think that I would have so much fun working with a coach and having them on my team, you know? And like having those sessions with them and like really getting that experience of being on the same team and you want to win and they want you to win. And it's just like, I just think that's cool. I think that would be fun. I think it depends on what your outcome is. Cause if you just like want that kind of experience I think the voice is the show for you. I think if you want to get your name out there and start having success as a performer, then American Idol is the way to go because you have more exposure. Let's just pause for a moment to think about our personality types and what just happened. So like (laughs) Logan and Shayla are very driven by like success and wanting to achieve things in their lives. And I'm just very driven about like loving the moment that I'm in (laughs) and like having good relationships with the people I'm around. Not that they don't because they have great relationships. But I just think that that was so funny how you were like, but this one's better at getting your name on. I was like, but this would be such a cool experience. <laughs> I love that. Also, isn't Ariana Grande about to be a mentor on The yes. Voice? Yes. OMG. That would be amazing. So another difference is that American Idol has one season a year and The Voice has two seasons a year. Mm. So it's their 10th anniversary and their 20th season. Dang. Yeah. So I think once we record the voice episode, we'll get like a good chunk just to kind of hash out the differences between these two shows. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Th- I think there's a lot to talk about and I have a lot to say about it. So yeah, so stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Get ready. That's going to be a good episode. Stay too. tuned for the hash out. For the hash out. <laughs> I almost said stay tuned for the hash browns. I, I mean, the hash out. I would stay it. tuned for the hash browns. <laughs> Overall, I guess one last question for you, Lauren. You've watched every season of American Idol, right? Mm-hmm. How did this compare to other seasons? Um, Something that they said throughout the show was that this was like the best top five that they've had. And I honestly, I think I agree. Obviously when I watched it when I was younger, they were all incredible and just like these amazing iconic people. But um, now that I'm able to critique it more and just compare it, we think that there was honestly a lot of talent on that stage. 
Like even last year, um, the winner was Just Sam, and she was good. Good job, Just Sam. She was good. Um, she was good, and but she wasn't as, as good as any of the top five this season. So I think for me, this was one of the better seasons. I was a little mad during auditions because I thought that it was ridiculous. Because I'm going to give a real quick overview. When the show first started, it was a lot to do with joke auditions and making fun of the contestants. And then that show got canceled. So this is technically a reiteration of American Idol. And they started it fresh and redesigned the show where it wasn't about joke auditions or making fun of people or anything ridiculous. It was just about the singing, which I really appreciated. And then this season, I felt like like the human empanada. I was like, what is going on? This is dumb. I was mad. But then as the season went on, I think this is, has shaped up to be one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched in 10 seasons, so it's been a minute for me, but I thought there were just a lot of really exciting people to watch, and I became really invested in a lot of the contestants. I also thought that the chemistry between Lionel, Katie, and Luke was a lot of fun. That's true. I mean, <laughs> Especially with the COVID thing, where they still had to, like, social distance and things. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. They were just having a good time. Yeah, and Katie, I mean, she can be a spouse, but she's also the funniest person, and I just think that's so fun. It's worth looking into some of these people, especially Katy Perry. Yeah. If you haven't heard of Katy Perry, go look at her. I'm like, are you about to do a Katy Perry episode? Let's <laughs> right now. I think so far we have Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry on the docket, so. We do. Kelly Clarkson is on the docket. That one's planned. But if you want to come talk about something, or if you just have opinions on American Idol, please send them to us. We want to know what you think, because this is like us and just our opinion. This isn't really any kind of fact very subjective yeah yeah so let us know what you think we'd be curious to see um next week we have a great guest coming to talk about olivia rodrigo's new album that came out just this past friday super pumped cannot wait that's gonna be a good one stay tuned for that all you olivia rodrigo fans and then probably the next week we'll release our episode about the voice so this is the voice yeah (laughs) so thanks for coming thank you for listening send us messages follow us send us emails but tell your friends you love us. I don't send know. us Venmo. Yeah. Especially if we like, honestly, send us your money. That's all. I was going to say, honestly, maybe we could just do a whole Simon Cowell thing and you can send us phrases that you want us to put on the podcast and you should pay us. Listen, I'm down. Okay. If you want a phrase in the podcast, send us, Venmo, message, send us the money. DM for prices. <laughs> Anyway, well, we're off the rails now, but this was fun. We're mostly serious about that offer, so. I'm 100% offer. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening in. On my It was. Guess what I learned? What? <clears throat> Guess what I learned? <laughs>